3 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. It's time for Arabology, the weekly radio show that takes you around the Arabic-speaking world and explores the alternative music scene there. This week is no exception. We're going to be concentrating actually on a very, very hip and amazing Lebanese group. Their name is uh, Mashro Leila. And for the first part of the show, we're going to feature their music, as well as the pre-recorded interviews with two of the band members. So how good can things get right here on the Arabology Show? It's Thursday, 3.03 p.m. And uh, this is Arabology. I hope you stay with me. I'm your DJ Ramsey, and I'll be with you until 5 p.m. right here on the airwaves. Hope you enjoyed this show dedicated to Mashrua, Layla, the Layla Project.
There we go. That was Masru uh, Layla and a very special remix of uh, one of their songs called Wijje uh, by uh, the Mighty Ruse. The Mighty Ruse remix of Wijje uh, kicked off this week's uh, special episode of Arabology, where we're going to focus in the first hour on uh, this amazing band, Masru Layla, uh, through interviews that were pre-recorded, as well as through music and uh, a little bit of a biography and little trivia about the group that uh, you may uh, not know. So make sure you stay with me until 5 p.m. right here on the Arabology Show, coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I'm your DJ Ramsey, and I do this every week. I take you on an Arabological trip through the region. So how is Richard doing these days? Is he still down there at the KZSU? Quasi-music therapy happens every Friday, 6 till 9 p.m. Because, yeah, it's summertime. And we do reggae, pop, electro, alternative pop. Uh, I said pop. That's right. Yeah, but it's all good. I screen through all the junk, give you the good stuff, and then you'll be like, Hallelujah! And then everybody like, you, you just got to tune in, all right? Friday night, 6 o'clock. It's KCSU Stanford. 3.10 p.m. right here at KCSU Stanford. This is the Herbology Show. And as I promised, uh, the first hour of today's show is dedicated to the ultra-hip, ultra-amazing Lebanese band, Mashrua Layla. Mashrua Layla is not just a band's name. It is not a proper name per se. Mashrua Layla is Arabic for an overnight project or Layla's project. And uh, it includes violin, bass, two guitars, drums, and keyboards. And, of course, the amazing vocals of 
Hamid Sinno. It started out as a uh, music workshop at the American University in Beirut in 2008, an open platform for students of architecture and design somewhere to experiment with the sounds and make things audible. The members of the band are Haig Papazian, Carl Girges, Hamid Sinno, Umayya Mlaib, Andre Shadid, Firas Abu Fakhir, and Ibrahim Bader, sustaining their collective as Mashru'a Layla an experiment. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen, you can almost hear Layla cascading melts of masculine vocals only suspended with thrusts of violin, beats and bass, attacked by a neurotic melody that means no harm, sometimes tender, even sometimes on pause. Through the music, you can smell where Layla has been in bed sheets on sidewalks, jasmines in rifles, and spilled coffee on dress as she made you play with aubergines dancing her dance that's uh, Raksit Layla music has cons- constantly been their place to play with things to uh, match and mismatch a uh, project so if that intro which was actually written by uh, the amazing Lebanese writer Rafat Mazoub didn't grab you then I don't know what will in fact I do know and that is the music of Mashrua Layla I'm going to begin uh, the Spotlight on Mashrua Layla with an amazing interview that I was uh, privileged to conduct with one of the group members. Her name is Umayyam Laif. She's actually the only female member of the band. I guess she's often mistaken for being the, well, I'm going to call her the fictional Layla, and I'll let her answer that question herself. This interview, ladies and gentlemen, with Umayyam Laif, member of Mashrua Layla, was conducted in Lebanon in 2011 uh, by yours truly. We were sitting by the Mediterranean and uh, um, the young lady and amazing musician uh, Umayyam Laib came to uh, the spot by the Mediterranean where we sat and had this wonderful conversation. So let's listen to that and let it melt into the music that uh, makes uh, Mashrua Layla the amazing band that they are. So I'm sitting here with Umayyam Malaib, the uh, uh, one of the band members of Mashru' Layla, and uh, she's kindly agreed to sort of share her thoughts about what Mashru' Layla has uh, meant to her and to her life here in Beirut, Lebanon. Are you aware of the appeal of your music to college students? Well, I don't want to say across the United States, but at least across California. Um, we're not really. I mean, I'm, I'm not personally aware of much about us uh, abroad. Um, we, we get contacted for, for gigs from really surprising places, and we're always very happily surprised that, oh, they've heard of us in, like, Serbia and, uh, I don't know, uh, Canada and L.A. It's, it's always a great surprise to, to be contacted from faraway places to and ask us to go do a gig there. So... Um, the fact that you t- that you're saying that we were number one is also a very big surprise for number one on the KCSU world charts. I was uh, tweeting, facebooking that fact to uh, to have the, the the world community. Uh, this surprises you, Maya. You didn't expect your um, album and your music to reach beyond Lebanon. Um, the thing is. Uh, I mean, it's it's great. We never had like a goal. I mean, I personally didn't have a, a like a big goal in mind. We were just making music, uh, when, especially when we started, and just we were all still in college. We were just making music for fun, and uh, 
people started liking it around here and we thought oh it was just people from our university and so we started playing around Beirut and oh okay people in Beirut like the music and then we started playing around Lebanon outside of Beirut it was a completely different uh, crowd and even they showed some positive responses so we, we realized that the music is sort of reaching people in the in the country and so our next step was to play uh, in the region here but outside the Arab world it's uh, it's it's always a surprise uh, to, to hear that people are relating to the music, especially because they don't understand the the words. I mean, it's not just Arabic, it's Lebanese Arabic, so the dialect is even dif different and it's difficult to understand the words sometimes, so it's great to hear that, that we have this impact.
Umayya, just can you tell us a little bit about yourself as an individual in the band? Where did your interest in music begin and, uh, and you know, did you envision yourself sort of taken off on this, is it a second career to you uh, or a second uh, uh, journey? Um, or what were you always thinking you wanted to be in music? No, I mean, I've been playing piano since I was a kid, but uh, it was always for fun, it was always for me. and. Uh, I'm an architect by profession, and when I was in, in university, in the American university, I um, I barely had time for for the piano, which was very upsetting for me because I loved spending time playing the piano. So, and I and there were other people around me who who felt the same. They all played instruments, um, and they didn't have time because of pressures from architecture, graphic design, and university in general. So, um, that's why that's why we actually started the band. And when we started, it was. Uh, it was really just us um, sort of playing music that we enjoyed listening to and, and so uh, the fact that it grew the way it did, uh, I guess the timing was right, uh, everything w just worked for us, everything was given to us quite easily, we were supported very much by our friends, by a lot of talented individuals who, who would come to us and offer to do video clips for our songs and uh, so I don't know. It became it became serious. It became a second career, and we we decided to like when Haig and I graduated. Haig the violinist. We were the first to graduate, and um, we decided to stay in Lebanon and to stay in Beirut so that we can push the push the music further because we both were planning on continuing architecture abroad. So uh, in a way, we, we are prioritizing it as much as our careers uh, in architecture and graphic design. I spoke with Hamid about, you know, some of the political and social implications of the videos and the songs. But with you, I would just like to ask you, how does it feel like to be the only girl in a, member, in a band full of boys? I'm thinking specifically of a scene at the end of the Fasatin video, where they all pull over in a bus uh, to the side of the street, and you have to look the other way because the boys are kind of... Uh, you know, and it's kind of like that to show your face, and you're the only girl. How how brotherly do you feel towards the band members, and how easy has it been for you to perform with a band of boys around the Arab world, especially? Um, I'm really asked this question a lot. It's always a big deal that I'm the only girl in the band, and um, well, some would say you're very lucky too. You know. Well, it's. The thing is, when you're in it, it's not it does it's not like that at all. It's really I'm just really one of the guys. It's not uh, it's not a big deal. And sometimes I wonder maybe I should make up answers like they beat me or they don't they, they make me cook or <laughs> I don't know. It's just it really doesn't feel like anything special. I mean the the part in Fasatin actually it it happened. They they all just 
needed to, I don't know, pee. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we were in the middle of the highway, so one of them went uh, to the side and then the rest joined in. And I stood looking, I said, I can't join you guys, this isn't fair. <laughs> and so uh, the director was taking a photo of them, so I just jumped in front of the camera. I said, I want to be in the picture too. Oh, so and that so was they, all not rehearsed there? Was, no, they, uh, they, they yeah, it wasn't rehearsed. They liked it so much that they made us react it for the, reenact it for the, for the video, for the credits. So, but it was completely spontaneous, and uh, but I mean, it's there are these. It's fun. It's always fun. Uh, guys are different than girls. They just always make fun of each other. They're always being, I don't know, bullies in a very funny way. It's it's a different uh, way of, I don't know, treating each other. Girls are much more, uh, I don't know. Uh, they try to be more composed. They try to be more whatever these guys especially the six they're they're just kids and it's so much fun to to just make music with them but i was asking i think the question more because in the west and with the stereotypes of arab women and young um, professional arab women who are have a career who have a degree who are able to balance that with music and talent and art the fact that you're doing that is necessarily putting you in a spotlight that, that is sort of acting as a role model for um, other Arab-American women, Arab women here, and perhaps defying the stereotype of the Arab woman as seen by uh, the U.S. media. How much of that makes you conscious or self-conscious that your presence in that video clip that's playing around classrooms is actually defying a stereotype of the submissive, uneducated uh, Arab woman, that is certainly not the case. Actually, I didn't think about it at all. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not something that occurs to me. Uh, I don't know, I guess uh, when we when we first started, everyone heard, Mashua Layla, oh, so you're Layla. No, I'm not right, Layla. Right. It's, uh, they immediately think that it's uh, my, my project. Um, then the second question is, oh, okay, so you're the singer. And no, again, I'm not the singer. I just play the keyboard. Like, wow. So you play the keyboard and you sing. It's, it's such a foreign concept that the the woman in the group is not the, the singer, is not the front person, and is just one of the people in the band. It's it's not as common as, uh, I mean, the girl is usually the one that sings or whatever. Right. So right. Um, this, I guess, is is a bit unfamiliar, but it's it's around. I mean, you see it around. There there are girls that play guitar. There are girls that play bass and drums and keyboard and everything. So, um, no, obviously, but there's just very few Lebanese bands that have actually broken into U.S. you know radio. Yeah. And the fact that you guys are doing that, at least on college radios, mm -hmm. is necessarily going to imply. So your yeah. answer is actually very informative for our listeners because you're saying that these kind of bands exist all over Lebanon. There is nothing weird or different or very radical about a band that has girl members singing along with male, guy members, the lead singer could be male, female, and it's, it's not an yeah, issue. Yeah, I mean, here. it's less common. It's usually, I mean, there are still more men than women in bands, but it's not, uh, it's not completely foreign. I mean, it's, it's there. Well, Umayya, can you say something to the Arabic students at Stanford who are probably listening and who have heard your um, album, who have heard your, you guys uh, uh, perform uh, through YouTube and, uh, and other internet sites? I know that it's very difficult to put you on the spot and ask you to say something, but these are students who have 
I enjoyed your music, and I think at, um, uh, here at KZSU 94.1 FM, we, we would really appreciate a shout-out to the kids. They certainly uh, love your music and wish you well and hope to receive you at Stanford uh, when, uh, soon. Um, I just want to say thanks for enjoying the music. Uh, we're very happy to, to know that it's, uh, it's reaching them and, and it means something to them in a certain way. It's, it's great to have this connection with people that we've never met before and we're very excited to meet hopefully one day. So thanks. Very nice. That was my interview pre-recorded, of course, with Umayya Mlaib, who is uh, uh, the only female uh, band member of the Lebanese group who we are discussing today. And that's none other than Mashru'a Layla, uh, the Layla Project, I guess, Project of One Night as well. Depends how you spell Layla in Arabic. Either way, they are this amazing, amazing band that started out quite locally, as you could hear from Umayya's uh, words, and started locally in... In uh, Beirut, Lebanon, they were all students at the American University in Beirut, and though music wasn't necessarily their major, they did uh, get together on a destined night and created some music that uh, proved to be absolutely magical. It caught on in uh, at the university in Beirut, then in Lebanon, the uh, region, and uh, eventually uh, spilled over into uh, regions beyond the Arabic-speaking world. They have performed in Paris. Paris, France. They've they've performed uh, in Montreal, Canada at this point. They were in Switzerland for the Paleo uh, Festival there that includes some of the best world uh, singers uh, in on the globe. And uh, they are currently working on their third album, which is a surprise. Apparently, it's coming out in June. So there's something to look forward to so far. Mashru Alayla have had two officially released uh, CDs. The first one was uh, South titled and the second one was called El Hal Romancy which uh, translates as The Solution is Romance. In fact the second album was kind of an EP it wasn't really a full album so they are due if not overdue for a uh, whole album again. We are all looking forward to uh, receiving that album and uh, and listening to it uh, sometime soon I guess uh, in a few days or a couple of weeks at least uh, in the month of June we know that for sure. The group Mashru'a Layla is actually uh, the spotlight of, uh, or in the spotlight on today's edition of Arabology, the weekly radio show that attempts to take you on a virtual flying carpet ride through the Arabic uh, speaking world and as you can see beyond that as well. Motorcycles are the smallest vehicles on the road. Unfortunately, they provide virtually no protection in a crash. Other drivers may not see you, so be cautious. Pay attention to the signals and brake lights of other vehicles and be prepared for sudden changes. And always wear a helmet. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation and KZSU Stanford. 
It is 3.30 right here at KZSU Stanford. I'm your DJ Ramsey. The show is Arabology, and I'm going to uh, be uh, continuing this amazing musical journey through uh, the music and uh, careers and even pre-recorded interviews with uh, the ultra-hip Lebanese band Mashru' Layla. If you haven't heard of them, ladies and gentlemen, stick around. I think after the show, you will be liking them, if not loving them. Uh, a note here that in terms of performances, Mashru' Layla is sort of a constant attempt to taste and uh, produce uh, they are always in this constant attempt and they are more than happy to harvest anyone from the audience as a guest in their encores they've performed around Lebanon since 2008 they've played in various venues in Beirut uh, taking over supposed public piazzas as well as clubs and pubs and hybrids and the, and such and they've also played in Zahle Sur Junior Saida and Der Al Amar each of which pushed forward their thing about how to go about their music and uh, as well as their lyrics and performance. It is only when Mashru Layla goes live that you can actually catch a glimpse of Layla. And uh, as it talks to you of Beirut, the city that tastes uh, the absurd, the product of its day-to-day experiences, its stubborn security and lack of the latter, its uh, musical bombshells, incoherent sexuality and thrusting pleasure, narcotic pain, as it brings forward hints of Arabic tarab, rock to folk pop, electro, you can see Layla in every man and woman and woman in the silent come raving audience in this trajectory they participated in music and workshops and concerts in Amman in Cairo and in many many other places to maneuver their way into a pan-Arab music scene to know and to announce, more importantly to grow musically and that's just covering the Arab world. As I said, they have uh, since then uh, moved on to uh, a global triumph. Uh, Their uh, concert in Montreal, Canada was an absolute sellout and a huge hit. Uh, They've also been on TV and uh, and that ranged from uh, uh, TV in the Gulf as well as uh, TV in the Levant and uh, beyond. So Mashrua Layla, the Layla Project, are uh, our uh, spotlight for this episode of Arabology. I'm your DJ Ramsey. It is 3.35 p.m. And we're about to turn to another band member now, and that is lead vocalist Hamid Sinno. I'm really not sure how I could introduce Hamid Sinno in terms of his many, many talents, his uh, amazing, uh, somewhat eccentric personality, his uh, very dry sense of humor, and his uh, uh, unwavering uh, love for equality, socially and otherwise, in Lebanon and elsewhere. I was able to record a brief uh, interview with Hamid Sinno back in 2011. Boy, it's been two years already. I remember very well sitting by the Mediterranean when I met Hamid. Uh, their first album, Mashru'a Layla, self-titled, had just been released and I sat to speak to uh, Hamid about what it meant to him to be part of this uh, overnight sensation, let's say. Uh, he That album, of course, included tracks that were considered controversial by many. Here was this uh, alternative Lebanese band that's breaking into the market and uh, singing about sexuality and thinking about uh, relationships between people from two different religions and and uh, and that's just the beginning. They also think about co- political corruption but they, I guess they always seem to feel that tomorrow is a better day and that, ladies and gentlemen, is something I'll be speaking about with uh, band member Hamid Sinno. He is the lead vocal and talking about vocals. You really need to hear this 
guy to understand what I'm talking about because uh, his vocals are really, really something. So here's another track by Mashrallah um, showcasing initially Hamid Sinno's vocal acrobatics. And uh, then we'll go right into my interview with uh, Hamid Sinno, lead singer for Mashrua Layla. All of this right here on the Arabology show coming to you from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. Baby, baby. 
KZSU 90.1 Stanford. I'm sitting here with Hamid Sinno from the group uh, band slash project Mashru'a Layla, whose music has been playing on KZSU for the past year, whose album has topped the charts, the world charts here at KZSU for most airplay. And uh, Mr. Hamid Sinno has kindly agreed to sort of a uncomfortable or comfortable interview with our listeners and uh, we're sitting here by the uh, Mediterranean as Hamid uh, attempts to uh, make sense of this interview. Hamid, welcome to uh, KZSU 90.1 FM, Stanford University. Hi KZSU. So, uh, did you were you aware that you have mass appeal on college radio? No, I was not before. Uh, this is the first time you actually find out. Yeah. Is this because you're not looking at sales, promotions, you're just... So I mean, yeah, it's not like that's... I, I don't really take care of that part of everything. Who does? Um, Andre, most of the time, deals with stuff related to management, and uh, Brahim looks at statistics online of where we're getting play and where we're not. And you're more concerned with the writing? Yeah. Singing. So I think we should just begin very briefly with the beginning. All right. Project of One Night, mm -hmm. Layla's project. This is not a band. This is a project. Uh, you don't like to be called a band. No, I mean we're we're a lot more comfortable with being called a band now. It's just when we started, it was it was um, our intention was to begin a workshop where people would walk in and out and just play whatever they wanted. Um, and just have a, a space to, um, to make music whenever they needed to with no pressure, no, um, no final product that was required. Um, and then at some point we decided that the seven of us would make a band out of it. And by us, you mean... I mean the current members of the band. And Our bassist changed a couple of times, but apart from that, it's... And you were all students at the American University yeah. in Beirut, the AUB. Mm -hmm. Most of us were in the same department as well. We were all studying architecture or graphic design. Um, actually, they're all studying architecture. I'm the only designer in the band. Um, so we're all in the same building, and we just wanted to make music. And as, as a type of workshop? Yep. You never imagined that it would become... No, CD none of us had any idea. No one had any idea when we started. We, I mean, we still... Most of us still struggle with, I guess, trying to understand the gravity of what's been happening, and people's reactions, and... So all the positivity we've been getting is, it's extremely rewarding but yeah we started with just the intention of making music and so you were a student at the AUB yeah. and you were a graphic graphic art, design graphic major. design major and somebody said come to this workshop and yeah. we're gonna sort of jam and see what happens and you went and met these people for the first time or exactly I mean we had met before but none of us were, were friends um, some of us harbored um, certain antagonisms, I guess, towards each other, but, um, but yeah, it was, we, I guess, came together over the workshop. And the band's name was born out of yeah. that day. Yep. When did you realize that this could be more than a one-night gig? Um, I think it was around the first time we played uh, Fête de la Musique in Beirut, it's a street festival where bands from all around the country come and play on different stages around the city uh, depending on the genre that they're playing um, and the audience reaction was phenomenal I think we all felt a bit more pressure then and You remember that night? Yeah, of course And you remember thinking this is something that I could do 
for the rest of my life, yeah. For the rest of your life? Totally. Do you picture yourself doing it for the rest of your life? I mean, I hope so. I'm not, I'm not sure I'll necessarily be successful, but, but yeah, I'd love to be... I mean, there's nothing I love more in the world. And so then the next step came when you decided to put together a CD yeah. of the song. Well, I mean, we, we registered for this competition and then what we won was supposedly a CD deal. But that didn't end up happening because we had a bit of a problem with the rest of the terms in the competition. So we just got other producers at that point um, and we produced the first album. What year was that? 2009. 2009. And so, I know in Lebanon, when you mention Masru Alayla, people have an idea. Is that the same over the, all over the Arab world, or has it skipped the Arab world and gone into the West? No, I mean, it's been, it's been beautiful in the rest of the region, particularly in Cairo. Um, we just played a few concerts there, and, and the amount of support we got was incredible and, and people were so positive and we showed up and, and everyone knew our lyrics and was singing along it's a completely surreal <laughs> experience um, but yeah so we've, we've had a lot of support in Cairo from what I hear there's a lot of support in, in Amman as well um, I don't know much about Damascus apart from there being a few fans that actually flew into Beirut for uh, drove into Beirut for, for a bunch of our concerts here um, and we've we've had a, a a really great online following from Palestine that we unfortunately can't pursue because of the um, legal setup with with the border crossings and so you've never performed there in Palestine no but we we'd all yeah you know would you like to yeah I'd I'd give up an arm I guess or something. I'm 
عمرك ظالم بقى تتعلم تتفاجأ حديث بعمره بتوديش لا رح تنقذ اهلك ولا رح بتخير عالم شن الناس دايما بتفضل قلب عمره ما بتحبش وبلاش ما تنقص ومشرف لك بس تطفش حبيبك بيوعظك جاي من عمرك من عاش حكيتهم خيب Your music's been being picked up by college radio. It seems to immediately appeal to college kids in that radical stage of, you know, um, networking and grassroots movements. Um, are you aware of that? And no. how much of that is something that appeals to you? I mean, I, I think it's incredible that that's what, what's happening. Um, and sort of funny because at the time we were writing the first album, particularly the, particularly the lyrics, um, I think we were all going through that phase where we were starting to, to look at our politics and our, our, you know, our ideology of choice, I guess. Um, so I think it's great that that's translating you know, internationally into audiences with, with similar backgrounds or... or phases I don't know um, but no I didn't know I, I mean I knew I knew we were playing on your um, radio show yeah absolutely but you've been playing on UCSF and, and I had no idea stations I mean they've been spinning that it's on the playlist it's amazing the, I knew we were on NPR as well actually but NPR, apart from that uh, yes so it, it starts with freedom radio and free speech radio but college radio seems to be the, 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 the niche here Do you feel like uh, a college sort of tour would be uh, appropriate at this? Uh, I mean, we, we'd love to do it, but again, we're seven people, which makes it very hard to fund everything. Um, and we don't like playing unless it's, you know, the seven of us together. Um, also, I mean, I, I'm not sure how big of, a, big of an audience um, we'd be able to you know, pull out into a concert in the States. Um, we'd all love to play there, but... How feasible it is is questionable, I guess. And so the first album, which is self-titled, was released. It's actually on iTunes now, finally. Thank you for listening to the <laughs> mass emails that, that were sent to you. We, we had been meaning to put it online, actually, from, um, from the day the album was launched in Beirut, which was before it was even selling in the region or anything. And there were people that were supposed to be taking care of that. Um, they didn't end up doing it. But we figured out quite recently that it's not that difficult to do, and we just did it ourselves. And, and so the album's out there, and I think the, the songs that appealed most, at least to American listeners, American audiences, has been uh, 
you know, obviously the, what they call the Betenjan song, which yeah. and the second one is uh, Fasatin, which I think the video was playing in the cafeteria at Stanford every 10-15 minutes as part of the rotation of, you know, you had you were between somewhere between Lady Gaga and uh, I don't know, insane. the local Stanford band. Um, how much uh, of the videos are you involved in and um, how um, much does the video inform the song or vice versa? Well, I mean, I guess, I guess what we've been trying to do with both of the videos, our approach with the stuff that we're, we're trying to get produced now is, is a bit different. But what we were doing at the beginning was sort of just letting the people that we agreed to work with to do whatever they wanted. I mean, there's nothing more annoying than being in a creative field and having to deal with a client who's constantly reworking the brief so that it fits them and not your interests or whatever. So we sort of just let the people do whatever they wanted. Um, obviously we were there to, to help when, when questions were asked or when we had a good idea that we thought they could make use of, but otherwise it was, it was the production studios that, that are completely responsible for, for the outcomes. Because the video for the first song was visually and that's Tlayla. Uh, the the Bethany Jam yeah. song, right? The Eggplant song, they, uh, they call yeah, it. Yeah, that's a Tlayla. That's a Tlayla. That video was stunning. I mean, uh, just yeah, I think visually it's visually interesting, well. and that made people more interested in the song because the genre that you're kind of producing is not your typical classical Arabic genre, yeah. or is it not anti Arabic? The second video, though, I felt was very um, challenging and very. Uh, and I think the fact that I saw it play so many times around the Stanford campus, around the UC Berkeley campus, makes me have to ask you about the, the deliberate nature of sort of gender identity in that. But I mean, it, it only really comes up when, when Carla's in a dress, uh, right. our drummer, which is, uh, which is the production studio's idea. Um, and he's oddly tantalizing in the... Yeah, he's he's a very attractive person, but um, I mean, th there was no, I guess, overt intention at the beginning to mess with gender. And I I have these intentions in general with the way I live my daily life, but with the video in particular, again, that, like I told you, um, it was mostly the the production house's ideas, um, and I guess the, the 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 part with Carla in the dress was there mostly for theatrical. In gravity, I guess. Can you just tell us from your point of view how what what the video is about? I mean, how do you see it? Because obviously, the director's intention is not that important. Okay. If it's not coming through, and each person is going to have their intention. What is your view? What is your take um, when you see it? What do you see? I think. I mean, I think one of the strong points of the video actually was, in general, the the approach was very different from that of Rasat Layla. Like, it was really supposed to be a, an, an illustrative video clip for a song um, where the logic wasn't very far from, from the logic of, of other popular culture video clips that you could find on, on regional um, cable. Um, but basically, I think what they were trying to do was... was you know, go on tangents from the lyrics, and the lyrics of the song are about you know marriage and um, weddings and dresses and blah 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 blah. And they just went on tangents from there and tried to create things that they found visually pleasing, um, without being too illustrative of the narrative that's already involved in the in the in the text of, of the song. Um, so yeah, I think that was their point.
تذكري لما قلتي لي انك رح تتزوجيني بلا فلوس وبلا بيت تذكري كنت تحبيني مع اني مش داخل دينك تذكري كيف كنا هيك تذكري لما امك شفتني نايم بيت اختك قالت لي انسى عنك واتفقنا نضلنا هيك بلا دور وطنطنت بلا كرافات وصبحيه شطيلي شعر وبعتيني عالدوام كيف بتمشطي مشطيني بتكتيلي ايدي وعدتيني بيشي بورا كيف نسيتي كيف نسيتيني The unmistakable vocals of uh, Hamilton, the lead vocalist for the, well, amazing, magical, I can't find this adjective to describe this Lebanese band, Masru'a Layla. And uh, they've been around for a few years now. And uh, certainly I had the honor of interviewing them back in 2011. And that was the uh, excerpts you heard uh, earlier in the show. Uh, and that, of course, was uh, through my interview with uh, lead vocalist Hamid Sinno, conducted 
conducted uh, in uh, the interview was conducted in Beirut, Lebanon, and that was back in uh, the summer of 2011. It is 4 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM, which means we're halfway through the Arabology show for this week. I am your uh, DJ Ramsey, and every week I try to uh, showcase a little bit of alternative music coming in from the Arabic-speaking world, an area that's uh, so often plagued with images of violence and negativity that uh, one uh, almost feels the need to recuperate that kind of uh, image by bringing uh, some of the amazing talent that's coming from the area, and that is talent that is musical and uh, literary at the same time. There is a very, very impressive array of cultural productions coming out of the region, and that is often underappreciated both in the home country and in the West. The uh, uh, Well, one of the goals of Arabology here is, of course, to counteract that and attempt to bring to you, the Western listener, uh, a taste uh, of uh, Arabic music like you have never heard before. It is traditional in some ways still, but it is also quite revolutionary in other ways. Combine the two and uh, perhaps the uh, eternal uh, or seemingly eternal gap between East and West will finally be bridged. Uh, my name is DJ Ramsey, as I said, and we are going to continue with the music of Masroor Layla and also uh, my interview with uh, Hamid Sinno. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to be with you until uh, 5 p.m. Uh, here at uh, KZSU Stanford uh, 90.1 FM. Do you spend more time watching nature programs than experiencing the real thing? More time laughing at TV jokes than joking around yourself? More time watching TV sex than making love yourself? Then there's something you're missing. Television isn't real, but the addiction is. A message from the Media Foundation. The Adventures of Hepcat and Rudy. Hey there, Rudy. What's with the long face? I'm confused. I wanted to hear some jazz. Right on. But I want to hear some blues, too. Yeah, man. And I also want to hear some world music. Ah. So I got all confused. Cat, what you need is no cover, no minimum. Yeah, I'm hip. I've been broke for weeks. No, man, no cover, no minimum. It's on Fridays from 6 to 9 a.m. DJ Foe plays jazz, blues, world, all that jive. Really? On Fridays? Solid. From 6 to 9 a.m.? You got it. Okay. Uh, where? Right here on KZSU, baby. A little bit after 4 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. And I am showcasing on today's episode of Arabology the uh, career and music of a Lebanese band named uh, Mashru Alayla. Uh, the translation is uh, Layla's project, or uh, as some might translate it, uh, project of one night. Either way, they are one heck of an amazing project. And uh, they have been uh, around for a few years now. They started out very locally, as I said. And, and by now are uh, slowly gaining worldwide fame. In fact, in uh, March of 2009, Mashru Leila actually won the Lebanese Modern Music Contest Jury Prize and uh, public vote, and that was organized by Radio Liban in uh, partnership with uh, CCF and Incognito and The Basement. They released their debut album in December 2009 of what turned out to be Beirut's biggest alternative event in uh, in those years. Uh, the months leading up to the Arab Spring 
spring proved uh, fruitful for uh, Mashru' Layla as well. In July 2010, Mashru' Layla headlined Biblos International Film Festival that's in Lebanon alongside with the Gorillas and Caetano Veloso. Now, if you paid special attention to the songs that I was uh, playing earlier in the show between the excerpts of my interview with Hamid Sinno, you would have probably heard uh, uh, an Arabic version of the famous uh, Gorilla song, Clint Eastwood. And as a joke, we always say, well, since it's the Arabic version, we'll just call it Clint Middle Eastwood. And either way, uh, that, that, of course, was uh, one of the many songs that I've been featuring by Mashru'a Layla. And uh, if you are wondering what the name of the song is, if you liked it or want to know how it is spelled or, or uh, you know, more about it, please make sure to go to zookeeper.stanford.edu. If you go to zookeeper.stanford.edu, you can click on playlists and be able to see all the songs that I've been uh, playing on today's show of Arabology, as well as, of course, playlists from all the other amazing shows we have for you right here at KZSU Stanford, uh, 90.1 FM. So uh, I have been uh, sort of a loyally and faithfully entering every song as I play it, ladies and gentlemen. Another way to find out what song is on the air as you listen to it is to go to kzsu.stanford.edu, and there you'll be able to see what song is on the air. I know that some of the foreign uh, names that I've been uh, sort of uh, tossing out here uh, <laughs> uh, may be difficult for some mostly uh, non-Arabic speakers, but uh, that's why we have Zookeeper, so feel free to check that, and uh, feel free to check, of course, much more about Mashru'a Layla at uh, their uh, website, uh, mashru'alayla.com, uh, that's M-A-S-H-R-O-U-L-E-I-L-A.com, that's their website, they're, of course, all over the uh, internet, and I would even suggest checking out these amazing video clips they do uh, on YouTube, they have got so uh, many sort of visually stunning videos that uh, one w- one would uh, probably wonder how they did that. They are not exactly the richest band in the world, but they are slowly getting to worldwide fame and, uh, inshallah, uh, richness as, uh, as well. So uh, I'll be back to tell you a little bit more about the band as we uh, enter the second hour of Arabology right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. My name is DJ Ramsey, and I'm thinking, well, let's go back to uh, my interview with lead vocalist of Mashru'a Layla Hamid Sinno, in which he's going to discuss some of the controversial songs, quote-unquote, from their first album. Uh, as I said, their first self-titled album was called, uh, well, obviously, Mashru'a Layla, but their second album was an EP called El Hal Romancy, and their third album, you might ask? Well, their third album, ladies and gentlemen, it will be released in June, and hopefully we'll be bringing that to you, not only on the Arabology Show, but right here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM as well. So you're, I'm a little bit surprised that you're not as involved in the video. Um, I mean, we're, we're a lot more involved with the stuff we're doing now. Um, we're being a lot more picky about it. Um, but no, we, like I told you, it's, it's sort of, it's not, you know, high out of all of us is, is the most, um, is the most suitable to discuss film professionally and to actually have a, a well-rounded opinion. With the rest of us, I mean, we're, we're more than aware of our shortcomings. It's really annoying when you have to deal with a client who acts like they sort of know what they're talking about and they're... They just haven't been to film school. They really, really, really don't know. So you um, concentrate on the lead vocals, yeah. mostly. You play any instruments? Um, I mean, I, I play a bit of guitar, but I, I don't do it well, and I would not do it publicly. Did you picture yourself being a vocalist for... Uh, yeah, I mean, I've wanted it since I was a little boy. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah? When did you discover your um, 
I mean, did you have experience sort of singing? Uh, when did you discover? Not really. I, I mean, I, I, I've always like I, I've been singing since I was a little boy, but um, I don't know. I think I think I started wanting to become a singer after I saw Tina Turner really? <laughs> on television. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was also when I learned um, what the word sexy meant for the first time. My father called her sexy, and then I, I asked what it meant. Wow. Anyway, um, <laughs> besides the point. Um, no, no, I think that is the point I'm trying to ask, is where, where, what influenced your... Uh... I mean, when I was a kid, really, it's, it's just always been there. It's always been something I've wanted to do. I, I'm obsessed with sound um, in general, and, and the voice, I think, is such an incredible, incredible, incredible tool. Um... I mean, I, I, I wish I knew how to you know, use it better. I, I have no formal training. I've never had access to that. I had, I think, three months access to, um, to acquire um, to some theory when I was in Berlin um, in high school, but that was it. Which surprises me because I think one of the things about the Mashro um, Leila track, at least Shimmel Yasmini, is the powerful vocal. Um, performance thanks well I mean because that. with that song in particular it wasn't something that we had the, the way it was produced was completely different I had you know been in the pits and, and I, I wrote it at home alone and then I took it to the band which is not the way things normally work normally we just get into a room everyone starts playing something until we find something we like and then I write lyrics over it or the other way around Shamil Yasmin was something I mean the music is so basic it's on loop because like I told you I can't really play guitar and I you know I'm where I was at that point I just needed to sing um, so I wrote something in my house and then I took it to the room and, and the guys I mean I think Brahim's solo the, the bass solo on that is it makes me cry every time I'm 
اطبخ حكيتك واشطف لك بيتك دلع ولادك اعمل ست بيتك بس انت ببيتك وانا شبيت لك والله يا ريتك ما بعمرك بليت We don't want to take the, the light away from the fact that the music uh, and the first album is really the music is so interesting and yeah. so different the guys than anything kind of produce. And then you went on from that to release the uh, uh, the Clint Eastwood Arab yeah. size version. We're calling it Clint Middle Eastwood. I mean, um, we we didn't really name it that, but uh, some but uh, some vlogger then the own one off vlog, correct? Yeah. yeah. And that sort of was the, seen as the single follow up to the uh, album. I mean, we, we have an EP coming out in, um, in less than a month. That's our follow-up to the album. But, um, but you know, Radhani Oman Oftal isn't even on there. Um, it was something that we just did for Biblos because, I mean, the gorillas were playing there and we love them. Um, so we thought it'd be cool to, to, you know, play a tribute. Yeah. Um, I remember playing both songs to uh, both versions in my class and... Uh, 
people sort of really identifying with the, with the Arabic version in a way that was not like it's the copy or the inferior. It was inspired. No, I mean we changed it. Yeah, it was obviously it was, it was obviously based on on the song, but I mean the entire rap part is completely changed. Uh, the music is rather different. Um, yeah, was it envisioned in support of the Egyptian revolution, the Tunisian revolution, or no. was that an after? Like I told you, we wrote it last July, which was before you know anything explicit started happening in Egypt. I mean, things have been bubbling there for years, but nothing had really, really, really. The revolution hadn't formally started, I guess. Um, and then by the time it was done, like by the time we finished recording it, and and. Our video editor was done editing the different footage she had. Um, the revolution had started in Egypt, and actually Haig thought it was um, it was relevant. It was right, because the beginning of the video does actually yeah. uh, mention that. Yeah, yeah, he he put a he put a tag on it actually. Yeah. Right, because I I think we we're all I mean we we're all so shaken by what just happened in Cairo. Well, and the title itself, Tomorrow is yeah. a Better Day, seems to I mean, really work. Yeah, there, there are things in the lyrics better. that are actually um, that would actually be problematic in light of the revolution. So, I mean, that's why, like, like I told you, we, we weren't intentionally trying to address the revolution at the, at the beginning. Was, we had a video that we were going to put out, and we were all very, very, very moved um, by what was happening in Cairo, and Hike felt it was a good idea to just... And the, that. the EP is coming out soon. July 29. Anything you can tell us what to expect? You're going to surprise well, everybody. I mean, we left our old producers um, and we did our own recording and production on things. So there are, there are certain things about the sound that are so much stronger, we feel, than, than they were about the first album. And there, were certain, there are certain things about the, the new recordings as well that are a lot weaker. Like the vocals um, in general are not as well recorded as they were on the first album. Um, but everything else is, is grand and layered and, and very well studied. Um, and, I mean, all, all the new tracks are, are less about Beirut and society and they're, they're a lot more intimate and personal, or at least trying to be. Um, and the music, I mean, the guys are... the guys are starting to get to a place, I feel, all of us musically, where it's less about us being in workshop mode where we just walk in and we each, you know, play our big solo or have little parts at the end. We're actually a lot more concerned with composition and, and working with each other. So I think the music is, is a lot better, you know, laced together.
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mashru uh, Alayla, the, uh, the, well, the topic of uh, today's uh, Arabology episode. An amazing band, truly, truly talented young people from Lebanon who got together a few years ago and uh, started out this uh, project called uh, the Layla Project in Arabic, Mashru Alayla. And uh, that led to uh, a CD, which led to uh, concerts and live appearances, and now they're doing it full-time, and they're doing it globally. I wanted to make sure everybody understood that the uh, pre-recorded interview we're listening to with uh, yours truly interviewing uh, Hamid Sinno, who is the lead vocalist for Mashro Leila, was actually recorded in 2011. So some of the references there to their second album, the EP called El Hal Romansi, coming out in a month, were kind of dated. Uh, but what's not dated is the fact that their third and uh, much-anticipated album will be coming out uh, sometime in the month of June. That's uh, very close. Uh, so watch for that. We don't really have any uh, tracks to preview from that, but we certainly will be uh, bringing you tracks from the new Mashra Leila album once it comes out in June. So stay tuned uh, to the Arabology show. Also, you can stay tuned to the kind of music I'm playing here on uh, the Arabology show every week by visiting the uh, show's Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash Arabology. Again, that's facebook.com slash Arabology. <laughs> and... Uh, 
and of course you can uh, leave comments on that page let me know if you like the kind of music you're um, playing here and if you're relating to it and if you're not and uh, what would you like to hear more of and less of and certainly I would love to hear your opinion about Nasrua Layla the uh, Lebanese band that I'm uh, showcasing on today's episode of Arabology so hopefully you've been enjoying the uh, interview uh, or the interviews I should say that I'm bringing to you as well as the amazing music of Mashrua Layla who really really is a band that's really uh, redefining the alternative music scene in Lebanon and in the region they have been fueled by the Arab Spring they continue to uh, go on uh, stage everywhere sometimes causing controversy and sometimes not in fact uh, very recently the band was on uh, one of Egypt's most popular uh, talk shows it's called El Barnamag and it's with Basim Youssef who's kind of touted as the uh, Ameri- the, the Egyptian John Stewart. Well, basically they were on there and they performed beautifully but I guess some people were bothered by uh, some aspects of the band's or certain band members' uh, sexuality and that led to a huge controversy that took place uh, online and offline and it um, also had uh, the talk show host, Basim Yusuf, sort of addressing the issue and uh, sort of stating that matters that relate to sexuality have nothing to do with the music that he plays on his program which is hugely popular in Egypt. Again, his name was uh, 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 Bassam Youssef. The show is Al Barnamag and you can uh, always check out these video clips uh, online. But I want to go back to the band themselves. I want to go back to Masrua Layla. I still have one more segment of my exclusive interview with Hamid Sinno, lead vocalist, to play for you. And that's going to be followed by a track that, well, is not uh, that well known uh, because it's never been really officially released. We're going to be uh, hearing Hamid Sinno actually singing outside of Mashrua Layla uh, in a little while. It is, uh, in the meantime, 4.25 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I'm your DJ Ramsey. The show is Arabology. I'll be with you till 5 p.m. And after we finish our little uh, spotlight on Mashrua Layla, I think we'll have time today to uh, feature some other artists coming in from the region and artists that will uh, hopefully impress you as much as uh, uh, Leila has impressed me. So stay tuned. Lots of more goodies. Uh, lots more goodies coming your way right here on the Arabology Show uh, this week and every week, Thursday, 3 to 5 p.m. right here at KZSU. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming live at kzsulive.stanford.edu. The number of children diagnosed with autism in this country is rising. According to the CDC, autism is the fastest-growing developmental disability in the United States. However, with the appropriate early intervention, between 25 and 50% of children diagnosed as autistic are able to attend mainstream kindergarten. For more information about autism and how to recognize the early signs, visit www.autismspeaks.org. That's www.autismspeaks.org. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 4.30 or around 4, coming up to 4.30 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford. I'm your DJ Ramsey and I'm showcasing, uh, or I've been showcasing for the past, wow, uh, at least hour and a half, uh, the amazing career and music and uh, personalities of the Lebanese band Mashrua Layla, spelled M-A-S-H-R-O-U. You can put a little apostrophe there, then uh, click space and the second word is Layla, L-E. 
L-A-Y-L-A. Do check out their website at Mashrua Layla. No apostrophe in between, of course. MashruaLayla.com to uh, get the news of the group. Where are they touring? What have you? How, what have they been doing? And while you're at it, you should definitely check out their music all over the web, including on YouTube, which includes uh, amazing appearances. These guys have been everywhere and have made it really huge. Uh, uh, even uh, since my interview with them in 2011, I did predict a rosy future for these young people and uh, boy was I even surprised myself Uh, although I had uh, expected them to be successful I never never expected them to be so uh, accepted and so loved all across the region goes to show you that good talent good music and an amazing band with something to say uh, will never lose at least uh, in uh, the Middle East well let me tell you a little bit about them before I go to my last segment uh, interview with uh, lead vocalist um, Hamid Sinno in the fall of 2010 and 2011, uh, 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 the Mashrua kind of picked up their suitcases and uh, performed shows in uh, Qatar and uh, Doha at the Doha Tribeca International Film Festival at the Vodafone Big Day Out, headlining along uh, Hubas Tank and uh, Top Loader in the United Arab Emirates and the Do World Music Festival, that's spelled D-U, and the Music Room, which is actually Dubai's leading live music venue. They also went uh, on to Egypt uh, to uh, play at the Genena Theater. That's actually an, an, a very well-known place for alternative artists to uh, perform. And um, they actually uh, performed there to a sold-out crowd with people gathering outside the venue premises just to get a peek. Summer of uh, 2011, Mashrua released uh, the album that you heard lead singer speak about. It's called, it's called the Al-Hal Romansi, translated as The Solution uh, is Romance. <coughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. And that was uh, an EP, and uh, out of which uh, there were five songs of new material that were recorded in mountain retreats with cousins and Turkish coffee in the abandoned concrete dome in the Tripoli World Fair and with a quintet of strings on cold winter nights. The release was held at the Hippodrome of Beirut. And uh, Masrur Leila also added Serbia and Jordan to the map in 2011 with a spot in the four-day prestigious exit festival in Serbia and a two-night show at the Citadel in Jordan. 2012, well, they started touring worldwide and truly worldwide. We're talking Paris, France. We're talking uh, Montreal, Canada. Uh, They have been all over the place. They were recording, uh, actually, their album, I believe, in Montreal. And the album, which has just been completed, is due for release in June. That's next month of 2013. We'll all be watching for that. And hopefully they'll be bringing us some uh, beautiful uh, gems as they have in their first two albums. Mashrua Layla, the Layla project, call them uh, whatever you will, are one of Lebanon's most talented alternative music bands and have grown to become one of the Arab world's most leading bands in terms of music, talent, and uh, social awareness. They are gutsy, they are talented, they are courageous, and they are defying stereotypes all over the region. And when they come to the West, they actually defy stereotypes of the Arab in the West, and that's never a bad thing. Mashrua Layla, the band's name and um, the band members again are 
هیک پاپازیان کارل جرجس حامد سنو اومیم لعب اندری شدید فیراس ابو فخر اند ابراهیم بدر well these guys these seven people are truly a, an amazing bunch of talented young musicians and I believe that the road ahead for them is far from over so ladies and gentlemen if I've done anything in my career here at KCSU I hope that I've brought you a little bit of taste of alternative Arabic music and Lebanese music and specifically uh, through the music of Mashrua Layla. Before I end the segment on Mashrua Layla, I still have one more part of a uh, interview that I recorded with Hamid Sinno in the summer of 2011. We'll listen to the last part which will take us to a very special track by Hamid Sinno and I'll be back after that to uh, bring you more music from the region outside of Mashrua Layla. Yes, there's a lot more going on there and I'll be doing that until 5 p.m. which will be time of course for Sunflower Sutra with DJ Emma. She will be coming your way at 5 p.m. Pacific and uh, she'll be on the air with you until 6 p.m. In the meantime in the last 25 minutes we have here let's go to the Habits in the interview and then let's listen to his uh, amazing song uh, in uh, well a song you might know in English and I won't say anymore and then we'll go from that to uh, other uh, Arabic speaking regions and countries uh, in this uh, uh, fictional place we're calling the Arab world right now. I'm your DJ Ramsey. The show is Arabology. And uh, thank you so much for staying with me today. And um, any th- uh, words, of parting words to your faithful listeners? Now, I have to admit, there's a bias in my, the Arabic classes for some <laughs> reason at Stanford. That I, has, uh, I hold you completely responsible for that one. Yes, I'm guilty as charged. But, but honestly, I mean, I, I play, you know, what I like and then it's the students who either pick up on it or don't and yeah. they've picked up on this yeah I mean I guess thank you so much for listening to us and um, we're honored to have people who care about our music all the way in Stanford um, I guess that's it <laughs> I have no idea what to say without sounding like really a giant right. ball of cheese but <laughs> thank you Hamid we really enjoyed the interview thank you Ramzi
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Hamid Sunno, lead vocalist for the group Mashru'a Layla, singing uh, actually with uh, none other than the Eric Trufaz Quartet. It was a song called Let Me Go. You may have recognized the uh, English melody, but uh, the lyrics, of course, are Arabic, and I believe they are Hamid Sinno's. That uh, track was actually not released on any of, uh, of Mashru'a Layla CDs, but it was performed at the Liban Jazz Festival in 2012 at the Music Hall in Beirut. And what a beautiful performance that was. If you liked it, you should actually watch Hamid uh, singing it uh, on video. And that's available, of course, on the internet, I think, uh, YouTube and, and other places. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concluded my uh, spotlight on the ultra-amazing Lebanese band, uh, Mashru'a Layla. They have been the focus of my uh, program today, the Arabology Show, which comes to you every Thursday from 3 p.m. till 5 p.m. I am your DJ Ramsey, and I will do this every week, bring you a taste of the uh, Arab world through music and through other cultural productions, including interviews. Today's uh, segment on Mashru Layla will forever go uh, down in history, at least in my history, as uh, one of the most uh, wonderful shows that I uh, have been able to uh, bring to you only because it, I have been able inshallah, to bring you a little bit of taste of uh, music that you may miss otherwise. Music that's not only out of the mainstream uh, in the States, but also in the Arab world itself. These are not necessarily commercial artists. They have made it on their own, and they've made it basically uh, uh, on their talent alone. So, tahiyati and merci, and uh, thank you to Mashru Layla for creating great music. Keep the great music coming, guys. And uh, one last request, I guess, I have here from a listener, and that is, please, please, please include the Arabic version of Numakita uh, Pa on your uh, upcoming CD. Now, we don't know much about the upcoming CD. CD, so I don't know if that's going to be there, but I guess I should uh, transfer this message to you. Uh, and that, of course, is in reference to uh, Masru Leila recording their own version. I'm going to call it the Lebanese version of the very famous French song uh, by Jacques Brel called Ne Me Quitte Pas in, uh, in Arabic. Uh, they called it Metatrikni uh, Haik, which translates as Don't Leave Me Like That, uh, Powerful, powerful song. I remember watching uh, Hamid and uh, Masro Leila singing that song at the Paleo Festival in Switzerland last year. And boy, what a performance that was. So hopefully it will be on the album. Uh, if not, well, uh, I stand corrected. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed the spotlight on uh, Masro Leila on today's episode of Arabology. And uh, that you'll stay with me for the uh, 20 minutes or a little bit less that I have left here to take you to other regions and other voices in the Arab world. And uh, let's start with a group called the Letlate. And their song is called Boov. Now, the song is actually taken from uh, an amazing compilation album that uh, uh, sort of um, uh, attempts to bring together all on one CD Arab rap in the wake of revolutions. From that CD called Khatthalis, we're going to hear uh, Latlate and the song Boov. And that, I believe, may just take us to a, a woman with an amazing voice of gold. Her name is Umayma al 
will be coming up right after this. Enjoy, relax, and uh, let this uh, amazing music come to you, ladies and gentlemen, right here on KZSU Stanford. جنبي مكتوب عليها انتبه شهيد افشخ من فوقي سطحها مصفون بنص الشارع السيارة المرمية وراي سودا بتذكرها زرعة معقول في مايكروويف يساعها ولا تزال السردة ولا أزال أنا معها وقفت عرجلي حاسس بخفة بالجسد جاي فشلاقي قدامي تريني غادرت الجسد وليكو جاري جنبي رايح بالنص كل شقفة منه بمكان من الشارع المشقوق بالنص وجنبه ماتي ساكتة لسه ما لحقتني عم بتنازع قعدوا نطرت يلحقوني بقية سكان الشارع حي كان بالشام في حي بنفس اللحظة لانا كنت في حي كائن بالشام بليلة بانا ضو غير ضو خافت من الشارع اللي في ناس من الشارع خافت جورة واسعة عم شوفها بس مستغرب كيف ما عم شوف باقي جسمي بلاقي بجسمي الهزاز فايت اخر شي بتذكر لما كنت رايح حد كان مشان جيب دخان شوي خبز بايت موضوع غريب وانا متسائل في جنبي وحدة ساكتة كانت ساكنة جنبي ناديتها وما عم تسمع طلعت ادنا سالتة قلت بركي سارد طلعت انا سارد اني عايش بعد دقايق شفت ناس وكتير ناس عم تحمل ناس واللي حاملني خمسة واحد شايف كيس شفاف بقلبه قلب شتان ما بين الواقع واللي شايف قدامه الاشخاص اشلاء وغميت لهلأ عأساس انا بكومة فايت طلعت طالع من ناس متجمعة بكومة ناس ولا تزال السردة ولا ازال انا معها Oh, yeah, let's go. 
مش اسمها تنقل
Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, a uh, well a group or even project actually named uh, Saffron. And from their album Dawning, we heard that very nomadic tune called Nomad. Before that, it was the Orchestra Arab de Barcelona and uh, their song Maghribiya, which translates as Moroccan. And uh, that beautiful uh, track came from their album Libertad, which means uh, freedom. Before that, well, if you were wondering what that angelic voice was, it was that of Omar. 
Umaima El Khalil. And uh, from her brand new album Zaman, we heard a song called Taba Al Wusta. Taba Al Wusta means the middle class. And we began this last set here with uh, Letlete. And along with Hiva, they uh, had a song called The Boove. And that was that kind of mellow uh, song you heard uh, from the Khat Thalith or Third Rail uh, compilation CD, which is an amazing CD that uh, brings you music, uh, uh, well, post-revolutionary music from the Arab world. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have one more track to play for you today before I say ma'asalama to everybody and shukran for joining me. But before I do that, I wanted to remind everybody to stay tuned for Sunflower Sutra and the ever-amazing DJ Emma, who has uh, quite a show for you today. She will be on from 5 p.m. until 6 p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. In the meantime, I'm your DJ Ramsey, and I want to thank you so much for joining me on another musical journey across terrains that have uh, thus far been unexplored, at least in Western radio, and that is through songs and interviews with uh, musicians coming in from all over the Arab world, but not commercial singers and musicians. These are alternative singers who are making it on their own and bridging, inshallah, the uh, seemingly eternal gap between East and West. Four minutes to go means four minutes for the Syrian band uh, called the Gene. They're spelled G-E-N-E, so I guess they have to do with genetics or something. Gene has a song called uh, Yaweladi, and uh, that song kind of is apropos in terms of all the tragedies going on in Syria. Here's hoping for a better tomorrow and for peace not only in Syria but in the region. In the meantime, this is your DJ Ramsey saying merci beaucoup, shukran, and thank you. I'll leave you with Gene, and right after, you'll be in very good company with DJ Man Sunflower Sutra. Bye-bye. Oh, 